Hi, I'm Jan. And I'm Lynn. Welcome to the second season of Lamplighters Podcasts. Lamplighters is a community that encourages women to grow in our faith through the study of God's Word. No matter who you are or where you are, no matter the time or experience you've had following Jesus, or if you haven't had any experience at all, we are grateful to be on the journey with you and look forward to becoming more of who God created us to be. So Jan, last week, we started a new section of our study called The Holy Spirit and the Church and took a look at the Spirit who was promised by Jesus. So where are we going this week? Yeah, thank you for that reminder because we were promised an awesome Spirit. Yes. What a job description. It was almost unbelievable to me Mm -hmm. to think about that. And it makes me eager to see and experience and... um, have that spirit. Now, but as for this week, we aren't going anywhere. Okay. (laughs) Uh, The task of the 120 disciples at this point was to wait. So we are going to explore waiting a bit. I know that's my probably least favorite thing to do. How about Mm. you? Yeah, I can't say that I'm very excited when I have to wait for something (laughs) or someone. Okay, we're going to think about that for a little bit. Uh, I looked Uh, Up in the dictionary, taking Mm -hmm. a page out of your book, Mm -hmm. wait. It means to stay in place until something expected happens. Hmm. To stay in place until something expected happens. Think of all the times we wait. The first thing that came to me, of course, was remembering those interminable days before Christmas when I was a little kid. Oh, yes. It just was, it was awful. And that was impatient waiting, right? Uh, Oh, oh, it was not patient at all. Um, We wait for life markers, you know, getting getting our driver's license. Mm -hmm. We have a grandson who just did that. Uh, Graduation, first job, getting married, moving to a new city, Mm -hmm. those kinds of things. I myself have waited nine months twice Mm -hmm. to have a baby, and that is always an expectant waiting. Yeah. Um, We wait for healing, We wait for grief to let go of our throats, which it eventually does, but it feels like it's never going to. We wait for loved ones to return or for relatives to go home, (laughs) as the case may be. We wait in traffic on Mopac, expecting movement at some point. See, I am ever the optimist to expect movement on Mopac. We wait in lines at stores, you Mm -hmm. know. I personally, this last uh, Christmas, waited with fear and trembling to see if my oven with which I am in a battle over holding a temperature, <laughs> was going to ruin my tenderloin for Christmas dinner. Mm. It didn't, but it was a tense waiting period. <laughs> so we stay in place until something happens, right? Yeah. Now, I'm sure you've waited for things. What are some things in your life you've waited for? Well, of course I've waited. Waiting is, is part of life, right? Yeah. Um, and it's not my specialty. Uh, I think in this day and time, it's even harder because we have instant access to so many things via yeah. the internet. We've lost our patience because we just expect everything, whether we're ordering something that it will, is to arrive the next day or, you know. Well, we it, send it, an email and we expect an instant response. Exactly, or a text. It drives my husband crazy because <laughs> so often I will just quickly turn to Siri for an answer rather than spend a few minutes trying to use my own brain. <laughs> He's like, can you just so- stop and think about it for a minute? <laughs> and you know, honestly, I think I used to be a much more patient than I patient than I am now because of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I realized that, it really upset me. 
um, because I truly do believe that patience is a virtue and a gift from the Spirit. Mm-hmm. So I took some time um, to write down some verses about patience and waiting, and I have posted them on my bulletin board right above my desk so that I can see them just to be just to be reminded. And a favorite is from Psalm 37 that starts with, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for Him. Mm. Well, I think, unfortunately, patience comes only by waiting. Yeah. Right. But that is a great idea to write down some of your favorite verses. One of my favorites is, be still and know yeah. that I am God. Um, it makes waiting easier if I remember who's in charge. Yeah. And it's not me, usually. Yeah. Um, so here's a question. Does your husband wait better than you do? Um. I don't think he does because I'm usually the one waiting on him, so he doesn't ever have to wait for me. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of the same in our household. My sweet husband hates to wait. Mm. I mean, he he doesn't like waiting even 30 seconds. And when he's doing something on the computer, his daughter will say, quit punching buttons, Dad, (laughs) and just wait. It's so funny. Uh, He he just views waiting as a delay to his agenda. Yeah, you know his his plan. And you know what? He's right. Yeah. Because when we are required to wait, it means we're not in control. Something or someone else is. Otherwise, we wouldn't be waiting, right? So patience is definitely a fruit of the Spirit that necessitates a very different perspective Mm -hmm. um, and is developed through waiting. I think part of the reason it's hard for us is because we are programmed for action so thoroughly that we tend to experience waiting as doing nothing. Oh, yeah. Or as killing time. Wasting, yeah. yeah. Wasting is probably better. I'm not sure you could kill time. <laughs> um, but we don't think of it as an investment or in a positive way. Okay. But typically, Scripture defines waiting very differently than we do. That's mm. no surprise, yeah. right? Let's take a look at the disciples. In, in this particular time, they are a great example in this particular instance. Yes. <laughs> they were told to stay in Jerusalem, and they went to the upper room to stay in Jerusalem and to wait. Mm. But they didn't just sit around and twiddle their thumbs. If you look at the Scripture, while waiting, they were experiencing community. In other words, they were waiting together. Yeah. Um, they prayed together. They reviewed the Scriptures about the prophecies concerning Judas. They moved to replace him. As an apostle, Mm -hmm. they trusted the Holy Spirit to guide the whole selection through the casting of lots. They acknowledged Matthias as the 12th new apostle. Mm -hmm. Um, They accepted the leadership of Peter. Mm -hmm. And all while they were doing that, they were also doing ordinary things like eating and sleeping and remembering and sharing and probably encouraging one another because nobody likes to wait, right? Right. They really had no idea what they were waiting for or what being baptized with the Holy Spirit really meant. They Mm -hmm. had just been promised power. And so they stayed in Jerusalem in the expectation that that power was going to be given to them. In other words, they waited. Yeah. So when we take a look at biblical references to waiting, we find that waiting is always focused on God. Oh. Not on the event. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. We wait for the Lord, even as we wait for an event or for Him to fulfill His promises. We wait for the who, not the what. Mm. We wait for the who, not the outcome. Mm-hmm. Um, 
the giver, not the gift, if you want to think about it that way. Yeah. And the Bible uses lots of modifiers to this waiting. We wait in strength, in silence, in quiet, eagerly, patiently, while keeping God's ways. But it's all wait for the Lord. Expect that He will act according to His will and His timing, which, as we know, is always perfect, but is never mine, Mm -hmm. right? Expect that, but you're waiting on God. You're not waiting on the event that He's going to do. Does that make sense? Oh, it's it's a... It's yeah. a big difference. It's really, when you it's look a at different it that focus. way, it's a huge difference. It's a very different focus. Yeah. Um, the biblical definition of waiting has added layers to it. You know, yes, you stay in place until something expected happens. Yes, you stay in place until the event comes, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But in Scripture, wait defines really a heart attitude. Mm. It's a, it's an attitude of your soul focused on the Lord and and facing God. It sort of implies a listening ear, mm-hmm. um, a heart that's responsive to the movement of the Spirit, mm-hmm. where, you're, where you're concentrating all your spiritual faculties on heavenly things. Mm. It involves patience, and involves trust and faith, and that's multi-layered. Yeah. Um, in other words, in the Bible, it, waiting is a very active engagement of our hearts and our souls and our minds on things of the Spirit. It's it's straining toward the Lord. And I was trying to think of an example about that. And the closest one I came up to was, if you've ever seen a hunting dog before a hunt. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've been very privileged to, to do that a couple of times to watch them. And you know what I mean. They are so concentrated. They are so focused Mm -hmm. on being let off the leash to do what they were created to do and trained to do and enjoy doing. They just quiver with Mm -hmm. excitement. Mm -hmm. They wait, but they are ready. They are expectant. So that let me think a little bit about my different attitudes toward waiting. I'm I'm double-minded about it, you know, uh, about expectations and waiting. In this world, I find that I kind of expect bad things to happen because bad uh, things do happen. Yeah, they do. It's, my first thought of this was my sixth birthday party. I was convinced no one was going to come. Oh, that's so sad. Oh, that's so sad <laughs> when you're six. I'm still convinced whenever I have a party that no one's going to come. Right. But I've learned that that's not true. Um But I did expect disappointment, and Mm. it made me think about how often I expect to be disappointed. Mm. You know, there's some people in my life that are like a horse we had when I was growing up. He was a wonderful horse, Mm -hmm. but he kicked. Uh, And once you had been kicked by that horse, you always knew he kicked. Yeah. So you took appropriate precautions, right? Mm -hmm. Well, I have some people in my life who've kicked me. Yeah. And unfortunately, now I expect to be kicked mm. when I'm with them. And that's really hard for me because I'm normally kind of the glass half full kind of girl. Right. And it's a bad thing for me to expect to be disappointed. Mm-hmm. That's not biblical expectation. Right. Right. So that's kind of in this world, sometimes we expect to be disappointed. But in our spiritual lives, in God's economy, in his kingdom, God promises 
good to us. Good to us. And he asks us to wait in faithful expectation that he's going to provide that good and what he's promised us. So that made me start thinking about the good word that God has promised us in Scripture. Can you you think of some? God, there are so many. I know. Um, Talk about a long list. Yeah, I mean, we could we could sit here for hours going through this. Psalm twenty one verse three. I mean, the Lord is my shepherd; mm. I lack nothing. I mean, simple, mm-hmm. but yeah, it's it it's says profound. it all. It says yeah. it all. Or what about Matthew six thirty one and thirty two? So do not worry, saying, Mm. what shall we eat or what shall we drink? Or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them. He knows. He knows. And that's really hard being compared to a pagan. (laughs) (laughs) So don't worry, right? Mm -hmm. You are so good at actually citing the actual scripture. Um. Because God's word is true and powerful, and there are so many promises in God's word that we can stand on. Yeah, um, I think of the promise that Jesus made that He would never leave or forsake us. Right. That, of course, is true in the Holy Spirit. Uh, promises that we are forgiven, mm. that we are part of His family, and that nothing can make us not a part of His family. You don't get kicked out of the family. Yeah, uh, it's a real secure thing. Uh, it's very comforting uh, for me to know the promise that He is sovereign. And he is in control in spite of all around us that looks like is out of control. God is. And that wonderful promise that he will restore and make all things right. Mm. I think that is a huge hope for the future. Um, In addition to promises that we'll be with him when we die and that heaven will be beautiful beyond description. And, you know, you think of all those things and aren't they worth waiting for? Yeah. I mean, they really are worth waiting for. Waiting is not doing nothing. It's not sitting around twiddling our thumbs and being bored. Waiting is a process. It is also a time of preparation, of learning patience, exercising our faith muscles. So waiting, for me, has become holy space where I encounter Jesus Christ if I will be patient in the wait. Yeah. So what do you think we should leave our listeners with this week? Well, I think, okay, we know we're all going to find ourselves waiting. So maybe spend a little time when you're um, in that, spend a little time thinking about something that you can turn to when you're in that waiting time, Mm -hmm. when you're getting frustrated, when you're getting impatient. Like I said before, I found some scriptures. Um, Maybe it's listening to worship music. It doesn't Mm -hmm. really matter what it is. But whatever it is, just make sure that what it is points you back to that one who never breaks his promises. Exactly. It's a tool in your toolbox when you're stuck on Mopac. Right. Right. Or in other places. Right. Yeah. I think that's an excellent suggestion. Um, I want us to examine how we wait. Okay. So you've got tools for waiting that help us wait. And I want us to examine how we wait. Are we waiting on the who? Are we only waiting on the what? And what can you learn from this holy space of waiting that the Lord has you in right now? Because there's a reason for that waiting, isn't there? Exactly. Okay. Until next time.